Hello, Shellac Stack friends, and welcome to another listening session with music from the first half of the 20th century. My name is Brian Wright, and in the hour ahead, I'll do my best to keep you entertained by spinning some 78 RPM records from my collection for you. I always seem to start off these programs by telling you what a great show it's going to be, how many wonderful records I have lined up. Today, I regret to tell you, I don't have very many good records for you. It's uh, really pretty bottom-of-the-barrel kind of stuff and a terrible sound quality to boot. Whether I'm pulling your leg or not, you'll just have to hang around and find out. <laughs> How's that? When I was growing up, one of my first modes of introduction to this music was through a radio program that came out of WVTF in Roanoke, Virginia. The show on Saturday nights was called Jim C. Swing Club, and one of their traditions was to start off every program with a record by Benny Goodman. So here's a little tip of the hat to old Jim C., now no longer with us. Here's a Benny Goodman record to start off this edition of the Shellac Stack from fairly early on, December 18th, 1933. It's a song written in part by Isham Jones called Why Couldn't It Be Poor Little Me. Thank you. 
record is great from beginning to end, but towards the end it really starts to hint at the direction Benny Goodman's music would take in the years to come. That was called Why Couldn't It Be Poor Little Me, recorded by Benny Goodman's orchestra on December 18, 1933 in New York. Charlie Teagarden was playing trumpet. We had Benny Goodman, of course, on clarinet, Joe Sullivan at the piano. Jack Teagarden was the trombonist on that record. And it welcomes you to this edition of the Shellac Stack. And uh, no more kidding, I do think we've got some good records for you today. Why would I ever say otherwise? Why would I deliberately program bad records? Uh, Don't answer that. There are reasons why I might uh, slip in a bad one from time to time, but I don't think we have too many stinkers on today's program. We're going to continue now with Archie Blyer and his orchestra from July of 1935. One of my all-time favorite vocalists is on this, Chick Bullock. The song by Irving Berlin, it's called Cheek to Cheek. Heaven, I'm in heaven. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I see When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek Heaven, I'm in heaven And the cares that hung around me through the week Seem to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak When we're out together Dancing cheek to cheek Oh, I love to climb a mountain And to reach the highest peak But it doesn't thrill me half as much As dancing cheek to cheek Oh, I love to go out fishing In a river or a creek But I don't enjoy it half as much as dancing cheek to cheek Dance with me I want my arms about you The charms about you Will carry me through to heaven I'm in heaven And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I see When we're out together dancing cheek to cheek. 
on every glove it would break my heart if they ever start an income tax on love when you want to squeeze beneath the trees with some sweet turtle dove would be just too bad if they ever had an income tax on love mr cupid would count your kisses and every little thrill he'd inspect them and when he checked them he'd send you in the bill take a night in june when mr moon Winking up above, he would hide his face if they ever place an income tax on love.
surprisingly crisp sound on that record, especially considering its age. That was recorded in London in October of 1931. If I didn't know any better, I'd be tempted to say it was one of those hi-fi Victor records of the 1932 and 33 period, but no, this came from the Broadcast 12 label over in England. That was Jack Harris and his Grosvenor House Band. Harry Bentley was the vocalist, though not given credit on the label. The song, a timely one for those of you late tax filers out there, if they ever had an income tax on love. Before that, an odd little record I picked up out of Germany. The label is Gramophone 47207. That was the bar trio. Guitar, accordion, and uh, piano. Limehouse Blues, recorded probably in Berlin in about April of 1938. And we started that set with Archie Blyer and his orchestra, a melatone record, made in New York on July 22, 1935. Chick Bullock sang for us, Cheek to Cheek. For those of you just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright. I'm glad, as always, for your company as we listen to these 78s. You know, listening to records by myself is fun, but it's always more fun to listen to them with friends, so I'm glad you could be here. As long as we're listening to records of a timely nature, I've got some spring-themed records for you, starting with Alice Green, which was really just a made-up name on the label for Olive Klein, one of the house vocalists at Victor in the semi-classical realm of the 19-teens and 20s. Here she is on a record intended for the educational market, recorded in Camden in November of 1926. The tune is by Frederick Chopin. I'm not sure who wrote the words, but it's called simply Spring Song to start off this next set. Kind of blue, ooh, listen for your song. 
charming little piece, composed in 1916, was called Springtime Rag, written by Paul Pratt, a composer who gave us a handful of other pretty decent rags. One of his I like is the Hothouse Rag. This was played for us by Wally Rose. Make no mistake about it, the record label on that Good Time Jazz 78 puts Wally Rose's name in font larger than anything else on the label, even larger than the label name. It says Ragtime Classics by Wally Rose in all capital letters, and it spreads across the entire record label. It's almost kind of funny looking. That was Good Time Jazz record number 44, recorded in Los Angeles on July 7th, 1951. Before that, we heard The Revelers, under the nom de disque of The Merrymakers, a recording they made for the Brunswick label in April of 1926, How Do You Do, Miss Springtime? My copy of that was pressed in Germany on the Brunswick label, number 3154. And we started the set with Olive Klein, singing under the name of Alice Green, on a Victor record from 1926. From the set Songs for Children, we heard Spring Song, based on a melody by Frederick Chopin. The pianist there was Myrtle Ever, E-A-V-E-R, another one of the staff musicians at Victor in the early 19 to mid-1920s. That record, as I mentioned, was designated for the educational market, and you can tell that because in the runout wax, there's a stamped capital E near the little Victor bug, that oval with the V-E inside it. That oval with the V-E was meant to designate electrical recordings, and because Victor owed royalties to Western Electric for use of their electric recording apparatus, they had to mark the records as such, and I assume though I don't have any basis for this, I assume that they may have been given a royalty discount on the educational records, which is why they were also stamped with the E. If somebody knows, maybe you can pass the word along to me and let me know. Even if you don't know, but if you just want to say hi, you can still write to me. My email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. If you have any comments, suggestions, or requests, As I say before, they don't have to be specific requests for a particular record or even artist or song if you just have a genre request, or even if you want to see what I might come up with if you were to request a specific song. uh, Sometimes that can be fun. Let's continue with some good dance and jazz music of the mid-1920s, all of these on the Victor label. First up, it's Gene Goldcat and his orchestra, a recording they made in New York City on October 12, 1926. Frank Bessinger is the vocalist. Big Spiderbeck is in the band for this. I don't know that he's uh, audible in any kind of solo capacity. The tune is Idolizing. After that, we'll hear from Jelly Roll Morton's Red Hot Peppers, and then a little later on, something from Russo and Fiorito's Oriole Orchestra. But first up, here's Gene Goldcat, Idolizing.
think that's a pretty good record. It's called I Don't Believe It, But Say It Again. That was Russo and Fiorito's Oriole Orchestra, recorded in Chicago on March 12, 1926. The tune was by Harry Richmond and Abner Silver. The Russo and Fiorito Orchestra had first attempted to record that on March 4th. They made six takes on that day, all of them rejected. They came back about a week later on March 12th and made an additional four takes. The first of those, what was designated Take 7, is the one that was chosen for release. You don't often see too many dance band tunes of the era. They go through so many takes, but I guess it was worth it. I like that record, and it seems to turn up a fair bit. I don't think it's that rare, so it must have sold pretty decently. Before that, a recording made in Liederkranz Hall in New York City on June 11, 1928. Jelly Roll Morton at the piano with his Red Hot Peppers and Shreveport Stomp. That was Victor 21658. My copy's a little bit worn. Doesn't sound the greatest, but I'm still glad to have it. It's a nice, nice record. And starting off the set, Gene Goldkett's orchestra in 1926. Frank Bessinger, the vocalist for Idolizing, Victor 20270. Let's turn now to Seeger Ellis, one of the real popular vocalists of the late 1920s. So popular, in fact, that OK Records gave him his own picture label. He had started out with a dance band in Texas, playing piano and singing occasionally, but when he was picked up by OK Records and brought to New York, he switched to pretty much singing primarily, although he still played piano to accompany himself on a lot of those records, as he will do here. And you can hear he's got a very distinctive kind of rolling style at the piano. I like it a lot. The song comes from the film The Vagabond Lover, which was a film written to star Rudy Valley, of course, in 1929. I've talked about that film here on the shellac stack in the past. It was quite a hit in its day, but hasn't necessarily aged all that well. Even Rudy Valley himself disowned it in later years, <laughs> saying they probably used it to fumigate theaters. But it had been a hit, had a lot of good songs in it. Anyway, we'll hear Seeger Ellis sing A Little Kiss Each Morning, A Little Kiss Each Night, recorded just a few days after the film opened. This recording was made December 13, 1929. <laughs> Oh, 
that lovely? Jane Powell singing Too Late Now in 1951, accompanied by Johnny Green and a studio orchestra. That came from the Technicolor film Royal Wedding. Before that, we heard Seeger Ellis sing A Little Kiss Each Morning, A Little Kiss Each Night, an OK record, number 41349 from 1929. How about a bit of jazz now with the Art Tatum Trio? That's Art Tatum at the piano, along with Slam Stewart on bass and Tiny Grimes at the guitar. This is on the little Comet label, although it's a big record. This is a 12-inch record, so it'll give us a little extra playing time. This was recorded in New York on May 1st, 1944. The tune, pretty well known, is Dark Eyes. Thank you. 
for a little while in that record, I was wondering if it really was Slam Stewart on the bass, but about three minutes in, he started bowing the bass and humming along, and then you know it's him. <laughs> Unmistakable. That was the Art Tatum Trio with Dark Eyes from 1944. We have time for two more records on today's Shellac Stack program, and we're going to do a little thing where we compare two different versions of the same tune. In this case, the tune written by Roy Turk and Maceo Pinkard is Sweet Man. First, we'll hear it sung for us by Aileen Stanley on a Victor record made on October 23, 1925 in New York. And then we'll hear it played as a piano solo by Frank Bantam. Longtime Shellac Stack listeners will know that Frank Banta is one of my all-time favorites. Just listen to how crisp his playing is on this and how creative the arrangement. It's a really standout record. Both of these are good. First up, here's Aileen Stanley with Sweet Man. Sweet man is driving me wild. Oceans of stars. 
so doggone fast I'm like a woman with a past My sweet man, he is driving me wild Does you love me, honey? a really nice record by pianist Frank Banta, his interpretation of Sweet Man, recorded in Camden, New Jersey, 
on November 4th, 1925. And before that, recorded up in New York City a week and a half earlier, also for the Victor label, Aileen Stanley with her version of Sweet Man. And a little shout out to Billy Uke Carpenter, who is credited with the ukulele and scat vocal effects on that record. Some years ago, my late friend Rich Connady postulated that Billy Uke Carpenter and Billy Costello, better known as the voice of Popeye the Sailor in some early Max Fleischer cartoons, were probably the same person. Billy Costello made some records in the early 30s under the name of Red Pepper Sam, and Rich noticed a striking similarity between the Billy Uke Carpenter records and those of Billy Costello. Was he the same guy? Jury's still out. Anyway, that's all the time we have for this edition of the Shellac Stack. As always, I thank you very much for tuning in and listening to these records with me. Please help spread the word, tell your friends and family about the little show, and I hope we'll see you back here next time for more 78s on the Shellac Stack. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.